Happy Monday morning, everybody. It is May 23rd. Could that be possible? 2016. This is our final live call of the academic year. This is Tom Miller coming to you uh, from Charlotte, North Carolina. It's a beautiful, beautiful day out here, and this is your Monday mentorship call uh, through Leaders Building Leaders, where we aim to be the difference maker in the, in the uh, leadership development of individuals and organizations. And the purpose of these Monday calls are to equip and share um, and teach and to reflect upon uh, what great leaders do differently. And this call is by leaders, with other leaders, for leaders. So it's for you, uh, by principles, with principles, uh, so you can have a, a better understanding, um, equip your toolbox, and make sure you have a weekly professional development opportunity, personal and professional development opportunity, uh, to better lead yourself, which would result in leading in your school. I'm going to show my age a little uh, with this call. As, as the title, Don't, Don't Have a Cruel Summer. Um, and if anybody remembers the uh, cult classic Karate Kid and the theme song from uh, Bananarama was the name of the band, Bananarama, their song was Cruel, Cruel Summer. And everybody remembers poor Daniel Sun, uh, you know, being lonely, lonely when, his, when his, heart, his heart was broken during that cruel summer that he had. So, so these lyrics, as I was going through the lyrics, I was thinking about this and, you know, thinking about the summertime and all of the, uh, I mean, just the end of the year is just a hectic, hectic time in any school, any school leader's life, teacher's lives, family lives. Uh, it's so difficult to plan out. But these lyrics reminded me when I was a principal in Brunswick County. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure this was after maybe my, it was, it was definitely after my first full year. So I had been a principal for a year and a half. Um, we had so many needs of the school. There were so many aspects of the school that did not match my educational philosophy. Um, and, and, you know, going through it, I guess the end of the year came so fast, right? Before I really knew what I thought I knew I was doing, right? Because you don't, once you know everything, you realize you don't know nothing. Um, I just remember being alone in the office every day. We were a year-round school, and I remember being alone in the office in the summertime, just getting prepared for the next year. And we only had like a five or a six-week break, you know, in summer. And <clears throat> I'll never forget sitting at the table. And one of the things that we had in place that I hated, that I hated, was we were a full homogeneously grouped school, right, K-8. And what I realized is that because of this homogeneous grouping, you know, the kids basically followed each other around like sheep, you know, and if you had bad relationships or bad mixes, um, you had them all day. And it was definitely making kids miserable. Um, so one of our thoughts was, all right, how do we make this, because we still had to have some homogeneous classes, but how do we make this work? So so the goal was to create two homogeneously grouped uh, uh, classes for reading and math, because we use Saxon math, and we definitely need to be grouped based upon ability. But our social studies and science and all those other classes would, would be heterogeneously grouped. So I was so proud of myself. I had 200 or so index cards, every student's name, 
uh, their EOG scores, a little bit about them. You know, I was, I was going to sit down and tackle the world, right, all by myself. And it, we only had a small school, so I can't even imagine how, how a larger schools do this. Um, I definitely wasn't working smarter. But I, would, but I would group, you know, I had the math grouping, and then I was like, okay, how do we figure out this reading grouping? Because some kids were high in reading but low in math. Right, we had all these, you know, challenges back and forth, and all these, and all these things. And how do we make this class? Oh my gosh, it took me two and a half days to figure it out, and finally get classes where they needed to be. You know, we had our master schedule, and so I built the schedule by myself, and I and I built the classroom rosters by myself. I mean, there was it was, it was so much, and I and I was exhausted by it. But I was I was proud that we got finished. But then, of course, when everybody came back, uh, they you know poked all the holes and where and where it went wrong. So it was very, very frustrating, very cruel, uh, because I felt as though the whole five weeks of summertime I spent in the office trying to go through all all of these things, right? And so here so here's the lyrics, the hot summer streets, the pavements are burning. I sit around trying to smile, but the air is so heavy and dry. Strange voices are saying, What did they say? Things I can't understand. Because right? I couldn't understand, there was so many aspects of the school that I really didn't understand as a new school leader. Uh, I really had no idea what I was doing, and it's 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 seven eight years later, and I'm still really not sure what I'm doing on a on a daily basis. But um, uh, it's 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 too close for comfort. The heat the heat has got right out of hand. It's cruel cruel summer, leaving me here on my own. The city is crowded. My friends are away. And I'm on my own. It's too hot to handle, right? So, so, so my whole point of this call is when you're thinking about staffing, enrollment, schedule, curriculum, furniture, facilities, teacher development, positive behavior supports, right? All those things you got to do over over the summertime. Vision setting, um, you know, culture setting, instructional support, operational support, meeting requirements of DPI. Uh, I'm inboarding new staff, right? Outboarding old staff. We had a school of high turnover, so it was usually me cleaning up classrooms. I mean, that summer can be so fast and so cruel. So I wanted to make sure that this call discussed some aspects, right, from the Karate Kid that I was thinking about, Karate Kid, and my learnings from Mr. Miyagi and how they can relate to you as a leader so you don't have such a cruel cruel summer. So, first quote, Mr. Miyagi says, either you are a karate do yes or a karate do no. If you're a karate, I guess so, squish, right? Remember that. If you're karate do yes or you karate do no, if you're a karate guess so, squish. Right? So this quote just makes me think of the status quo. The status quo of leadership is doing the same thing over and over and expecting better results, right? or just having good plans and good intentions but never intentional action. Just being complacent in your position. Right? And, and a lot of these leaders have one uh, uh, common quality. They don't share anything. Right? They keep everything in-house. They keep everything amongst themselves because it's, it's really easy because then they, they just have a constant, um, they can blame everybody else, right? Oh, nobody helped me, right? They barely take, take uh, responsibility and they, they, you know, barely delegate because they don't trust anyone. Right? So 
think of it from this perspective. So, like, the people who try to get into shape or say, I guess I'll get into shape, will most likely fail. Right? If you want to lose weight, you've got to attack it at 100% with your heart and your mind. And that's the same thing of making changes in your school. Giving it a shot, give, you know, giving an initiative a week or two is going to get you results. But, you know, and only thinking about it half of the time is not going to get you where you need to be. Your initiative for the upcoming year needed to really start three months ago or right now. Right? Anything you've reflected on that you want to do differently for next year, you should have already started those plans in motion. Remember, I did a call a few months ago about, about the four seasons of a charter school. Definitely get back into that because it's so important that the spring, right, the spring is for planting your crops, right? It's for preparing for a strong harvest in the fall. So, so the journey needs to become part of who you are. Okay, mentally, you need to be focused. You, have the, you need to have the specific goals in mind that you want to accomplish. And then you set out to do them. So whether, whether it's like Daniel's son and win the All-Valley Karate Tournament, lose 50 pounds or run a marathon or, or take your school to the next report card grade, you know, if you were a B this year, be an A next year, or a C to a B, or, or have, you know, uh, less than 5% student attrition or, or you know maybe it's to you know to to provide 50 hours of pro professional development here. So I mean whatever that goal is, you got to be focused on and set and do it. Right? And and it's not that you're just on a diet, right? You're not just on a diet. You're you're making a conscious decision to change what you do on a daily basis. Not good intentions. It's intentional living. Okay. Plan your work and work your plan and you stick to it. You never adjust your goal, you adjust your action. Right? So when Mr. Miyagi says you either do karate or you don't, there's no guess so, because if you guess so in the middle, it's going to be squished. It's the same thing with a school leader and a charter school principal. You cannot just be yes. Right? You could be yes or you be no. There is no guess so. I'm kind of it. Guess I'm in charge. You either are or you're not. That was my first my first uh, quote that I pulled. Here's my second one. Love this. Uh, Daniel Sun, first learn stand, then learn fly. This is nature rule, not Miyagi rule. Right? And this is when this is when Daniel Sun was learning. He wanted to learn how to do the crane kick, right? The kick that won him the uh, the All Valley Karate uh, Tournament Championship at the very end when he kicked Johnny right in the nose, right? Uh, he wanted to learn that like on day three. And you know Miyagi, you got to learn how to stand first. Right, you learn how to stand. So being visionary is critical to leadership, but being realistic is more critical to your personal and professional success. All right, you got to be able to be visionary, but you kind of understand where you currently are. You're not ready for the crank kick. Right, and this spring is the perfect time to continue to build that foundation of your, your organization. And remember, spring runs till June 20th. Everybody, right, we still got time. Uh, you're not going to be that stellar STEAM school overnight. I was working with a school recently, and they wanted to be this great STEAM school. And I said, well, what, what, what letters do you feel you already have a foundation on? You could definitely be a STM school, right, or an STE maybe, or an STA, or just maybe TA. But step by step, you've got to build that foundation. So, so, there's, so there's nothing wrong with being a STEM school, right? Before bringing in the vowels, bring in 
the E and the A, uh, whether it's, uh, you know, engineering or entrepreneurism or, or art, okay? Science and math, really critical to success, right? So be that, that S and that M of that steam. But always think with the end in mind. Remember, Stephen Covey, begin with the end in mind, right? And think about and be able to envision what that STEAM school is going to look like. What is it going to look like at the very, very end? What will it smell like? What will it feel like? What, will, what types of teachers will you need? What types of resources will you need? And then you build, you build a backwards task analysis, right, a skinny strategic plan to get to each level of that STEAM, of that, of that ultimate vision. Have a timeline so you can communicate that to your staff and your stakeholders. And what gets measured gets done so you can show the measurement towards, towards learning how to fly. You cannot do this alone in a room over the summertime. You can't. You can't do it. You can certainly be visionary in that room, but you can't make all the plans on yourself. Okay? You can't do everything by yourself. All right, so that's, that's number two, learning lesson from Karate Kid. First, learn stand, then learn fly. This is nature rule, not Miyagi rule. All right, so make sure you got a great foundation before you start moving to that next level of your school. Quote number three, Daniel's son asks Mr. Miyagi, you mean there were times in your life when you were afraid to fight? And he said, always scared to fight. Great leaders have this constant fear, right? This fear that we're not quite prepared, we're not quite equipped, we're not up to the challenge, we don't have the right staff in place, we don't have the right resources in place. This is what makes them humble. They're constantly working on building their craft and knowing that we are all one step away from stupid, right? You're all one step, we're all one step away from losing credibility. When complacency sets in, watch out. Watch out. So when you're building your foundation, right, when you're building, when you're, you know, fearing that sense of complacency, the best way to battle complacency is to get feedback from your leadership team, right? to continue to build your leadership capacity of your organization, to keep growing, right? And there's nothing, there's nothing more satisfying, and, uh, and my partner, Jeff, was laughing at me this morning uh, when I was saying, I mean, if you remember, remember how Daniel-san learned. How did, how did Miyagi teach him, right? He had him do menial chores, right? Menial chores around, around his house. He, he painted the fence. He sanded the floor. He painted the house. He washed and waxed the cars. So, so as you're building capacity, there's no such thing as menial tasks, right? Because what was the ultimate prize? What was the ult ultimate prize that Daniel's son got to walk away from or walk away with? He, he got to take one of those cars, right? He gave him the keys. Miyagi trusted him. He gave him the keys to the car. It's important that you trust your people and teach them how to stand before they can fly. Right? 
teach them how to do those little tasks so you can focus your time on, on, on teaching the organization how to fly, right, getting the right components and resources in place so the organization can fly. Here's a few other takeaways from, from the movie that I was reflecting on that didn't quite make, make my top three. And then, and then we're going to go into some summer action to talk about. But so, so one is that, as I just tried to talk about, Danielson didn't first understand. He, he, was, he didn't have the awareness to understand actually what he was learning, right? Remember that. I mean, he had to do all these tasks, but he really didn't understand exactly what Mr. Miyagi was up to. So it's okay for you to use outside of the box professional development practices, teaching practices, right? You don't always have to have a sit and get pro professional development. You should be constantly teaching your team how to fish. Right? You should constantly be teaching them different skills and encouraging them to use outside of the box thinking to accomplish their tasks. Right. Remember also. Remember when uh, 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 you know Daniel and um, oh man, his girlfriend's name is escaping, but 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 it was Elizabeth Shue. They had to start their car, right? And and uh, they had to push the car to get it started, right? There. So so here. So so sometimes in your organization, you're, you know, you're going to have to push the car. You're going to have to be pushing the car with your people alongside you, right? You shouldn't be the one driving up front. You should be the one back there pushing the car because you should never ask your people to do a task that you're not willing to do yourself. All right, so those were two two key more reflections that I had, you know, thinking about the movie this morning was was the outside the box teaching style from Mr. Miyagi and also never be afraid to be able to 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 back up to your you know, to come back to your people and push the car. Because if you're standing out in front of them and the car's not moving, uh, you're not going anywhere. You're not going anywhere. So, summer action plan. Don't make it a cruel summer. Have a plan in place. Hopefully, many of you have already started to attack this, but we were thinking about what were some of the things that we learned the hard way, right? What, what, what was our cruel summer? And one was uh, uh, Jeff had shared about having all students' uh, scheduling completed prior to day one of the teachers coming, right? So not only did he have, and this was in middle school, not only did he have all uh, of the students' schedules done, he also created um, multiple um, uh, uh, blank student schedules, right? So if a student came in, took their pre-assessment, and fell in this window, right, this, you know, maybe this course, course three window, they could take over this uh, schedule, right, and, 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 and meet all the other requirements. So, so our pre-assessment allowed him to, to create, create a schedule before the kid even existed at our school. Right? So that way he wasn't trying to look, look at all the rosters and figure out. He's like, oh, this, this will work. So the next person who comes in who meets this criteria, here's exactly where they go. Because <clears throat> the first few days of school, excuse me, <clears throat> the first few days of school, you're constantly running all over the place and you're counting heads and you're doing all these pieces. The last thing you want to be doing is worrying about scheduling. Also, one thing I was 
very adamant about that I learned the hard way was scheduling all critical events for the whole year, right? So I scheduled out all my um, formal teacher observations. I scheduled out any uh, uh, parent um, events on campus. We had a big giant master calendar of all of these, of all of these um, major items, the EOGs, uh, when we did our SAT 10s, um, when we did our benchmarks, right? When we did our data analysis, when when we were doing specific professional development, um, you know, sessions. Okay, so anything that's important should be scheduled prior to the year starting. I should have that all in place so you can give it to your staff as they come in on day one, which is another part. Teacher and teacher induction programs, right? Having the teacher induction, all that set up. Uh, Community School of Davidson, I talk about them a lot. They're one of my favorite schools. They actually have their retreat for their school. Um, they had it a couple weeks ago. They have it at the end of May, I'm sorry, the, the end of April or, or you know, prior to May, and, and they actually invite all the teachers that they've hired to work there next year. They spend three days um, away uh, in the mountains, and they handle all of this. They get their calendar scheduled for next year, their curriculum planning, um, anything that they're, you know, you know, they'll do, they'll they'll start to introduce their new initiatives. I mean, anything that they're going to do, they have this great three-day uh, culture-building um, program that's completely intentional because it, it it preps them for the entire year. And that way, the summertime for the school leadership team is really spent upon the you know final tweaks, recharging their batteries, learning new things. Your summer, this was Jessica, your your summer, if you don't plan it, I can have a lot of empty, even though it's full. Right? Even though your schedule's full, it can be filled with a lot of empty. A lot of empty thoughts, a lot of empty feelings. Because you put yourself on an island. Okay. You put yourself on an island. Another aspect I thought about, hey, you could invite your administrative team, right, so this is maybe your front office, you know, desk, or maybe you have an office assistant in for a day or two over the summertime, right? You treat them to lunch, you make sure that they're, uh, um, you know, they uh, receive some financial benefit, and talk through how they can best lead you, right, how, how they can best uh, work alongside you, um, answer emails, right? Teach them those little things, those, those maybe those little nuances that eh, kind of get you going during the school year, right? You go through those and you have a reorientation and you make sure that anybody's working the desk has these has these same skills and aspects, right? You learn how to do maybe Google Drive together or Dropbox together or or some sort of great new app that you can use together so you can both stay on the same page. What a what a critical tool, right? Jeff had some great ideas. Schedule three luncheons with other charter school leaders across the state, right? Because because maybe you didn't have that chance this year to, to get out of your school, have a couple luncheons together, get some thinking partnerships going for the next year, right? Choose your reading, uh, you know, selection. What what three books would you read over the summertime to um, to build your build your own capacity? One thing else that Community School of Davidson does that I love is they is they actually uh, they they hire um, 
they have an on-site uh, daycare uh, that they will pay. I think it's every Wednesday. So if a teacher wants to come in and work over the summertime, uh, they have their child care uh, paid for, right? So they don't have to worry about their kids running around the school. They're in they're in a child care environment, right? So so just these little things that you can that you can limit limit your chances of having a cruel summer and be able to bask right in the summertime like like Olaf, my 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 son's favorite. Um, just the wonderful things that you can do in summer. So that is my teaching for uh, today. I'm bringing back some 80s. I'm bringing back some Karate Kid. Um, I'm going to unmute the line. I hope that was helpful. All right, so I don't know if, if there's anybody out there with us that I said something that maybe jogged a thought, a, a golden nugget, or you know something that you might be able to bring back, or something that uh, that you have already started or are just about to do to get your summer ready to go. Um, please, please share. I'll open up the call right now. Hey Tom, this is Jeff. How you doing? Hey Jeff Gorski, how are you? Doing well. I really enjoyed uh, this this uh this teaching today it's fun to tie in the uh the movies from yesteryear uh and i wanted to add one more thing in um that, that i thought is a just a good idea for the summer and i i cut out in the middle so i don't know if you already said this but you know one of the one of the things that i think is easily neglected uh kind of go, to go along with the idea of of being empty even though you're full is that you know part of your plan for the summer just has to be removing yourself from the school equation for some period of time whether it's a week or uh, two weeks or three days whatever you can afford to recharge your batteries and 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 dedicate some time for reflection on why you do what you do because in the middle of the year it's really hard really hard to take the time amidst all the chaos and all the things that you're responsible for to reflect on why what you do is important and why what we do in charter schools matters to the bigger picture uh, of our state and our country. And so, so those kind of conversations, having those in your own mind, whether it's with yourself or like your idea with, uh, with other school leaders, I think is another vital part of recharging your batteries over the summer. I just want to throw that in. Yeah, I love that. And especially uh, when you come from a year-round school and you have such a short summertime, you got to be intentional with that time. And and uh, yeah, so valid, valid points. Um, especially uh, uh, like I, I just think back. Remember, you know, having the year-round school like we did, we had those three-week breaks, uh, which which you know also were were sometimes uh, full and empty at the same time. Uh, but but just you know being able to recharge and 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 the, I love your quote when you said uh, remember why you do this right because it certainly is such a challenging job and that's why that's why we started this call this year right was to have an outlet an outlet for uh, school leaders uh, to learn and share and equip themselves and you know you know and I hope over the the 40 plus calls or whatever that. Uh, that we've had on Mondays and the 40, and you're going to finish up on Thursday. That, that we were able to add some value to to other people and and remind them of 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 why they do what they do, because uh, it definitely reminds us of why why we do what we do. So, thank you for that comment. So, 
Well, awesome. Well, with that being said, I'm going to finish uh, this call and, and this uh, series, this live, this live series for the year. And just want to thank everybody out there who uh, took the time, whether you're on the live call or, or downloaded the recording, um, or you shared something with, uh, 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 with your colleagues, and, uh, and, and you know, we're able to implement some, some initiative that we shared uh, this year. If that's the case, then we, we have certainly accomplished our mission. And, uh, and again, we believe in you, and uh, we look forward to uh, serving you in the future. Have a great day, everybody.